0: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master
1: Chief, out.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition, very special edition of Podcast Unlocked, episode 539. I am special guest host, AEW superstar, Adam Cole, baby, and I am here with Stella Chung, Destin Legarry.
0: Bam. Hey, everybody. Let's bring the hype.
2: Let's go. (laughs) And Matt Kim, (laughs) what's going on, on, guys? Uh, Excited to be Uh, here. First of all, just very, very quickly, I want to say it is an absolute pleasure. It's an absolute honor to be here with you guys. I listen to Unlocked every single week, so this is absolutely surreal for me. Uh, Very, very excited to be here, so thanks for letting me be a small part uh, of this wonderful podcast, um, and, and Destin, I know you had something you wanted to talk about regarding Rogue Jam.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We're really excited to have you to talk about video games and the news we got going on in Xbox World this week. But also, IGN is doing something kind of cool. We did this thing called uh, Rogue Jam, and basically, it's a new video game reality TV show from Rogue Games and IGN. Game developers are going to try and impress a panel of industry icons to win a prize, including people like Reggie who who is one of the judges on said panel. Uh, they're giving away like $800,000 in prize money to the winning developers and a publishing deal with Rogue. So, this is going to be really, really exciting for them. Uh, it airs starting April 18th at 9 a.m. Pacific time, and there's going to be five episodes rolling out weekly. Each Monday airs on IGN.com, IGN YouTube, and IGN One, which is available on like every Samsung television. I'm really excited to see this. Our production team spent a lot of time on this. The whole crew is really excited. So check it out. Rogue Jam, starting April 18th at 9 a.m. Pacific time.
2: Awesome. That is is great to hear. So guys, we do have quite a few uh, topics to discuss today. Uh, As far as as Xbox news goes, one of those being something that's very, very close to my heart, and that being Halo, specifically Halo Infinite, which which May 3rd, we're going to have a new season. Season two is going to drop. So we're looking at at new cosmetic items, uh, a couple of new maps, uh, and even more importantly, a new battle pass, uh, which which apparently um, you'll be able to uh, earn credits. Uh, that go towards buying in-game shop items as well, which I think a lot of people are very excited about. Uh, I myself have put quite a bit of time into Halo Infinite, uh, whether it be the campaign or the free-to-play multiplayer. I am having the time of my life with the game uh, in so many different ways. I love the way the guns sound. I love the maps. I love the movement. So uh, again, a new season is always exciting uh, when it it comes to Halo Infinite. So what are you guys' thoughts on that?
3: Uh, well, like, I'll, didn't she get go ahead, Halo? You, you got the Halo boots, right? Like you got the shoes.
2: I did. Oh I god, did. Okay. I. Oh my god! Lucky <laughs> enough to get. I'm actually wearing, and with those, with those shoes came uh, some Halo dog tags, oh. which I'm currently oh wearing now as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, thrilled, thrilled about it.
3: Okay, cool. I wanted to point that out, because I was like, I haven't seen anyone actually get those yet, so I was really excited to see that you got a pair.
2: (laughs) I was One of the the coolest things was I I did a Comic-Con recently, and Steve Downs, the the voice of Master Chief, was there, and he was rocking those Wolverine Halo boots. And I remember thinking, ooh, it'd be so cool to have a pair of those. (laughs) And now you do. And now I do. Now I do.
0: Uh, when I cut you off. (laughs) No, 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 it's totally fine. So I'm excited about Lone Wolves. There has actually been a few things that have leaked about the update. Basically the fact that it does sound like there's going to be a last Spartan standing mode. Uh, Some people have found the artwork within the menus and things like that. So it does sort of sound like, and Stella, we've talked about this a lot on the show, they are going to do something within the same vein as a Battle Royale. So Regardless of the Lone Wolf season two, if this rumor does come to fruition and it is one of the main new modes, which they actually talked about on Halo Waypoint. So we do know this last Spartan standing mode is coming. How do you feel about them adding something at least close to a battle royale mode to Halo? Stella?
3: I I mean, I want to see how it works and then I'll I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh I, I don't think that Halo needs a proper battle royale. A lot of people are like, oh, it needs a battle royale to survive. I'm like, no, Halo has never needed that. It's fine. Like, not everything needs a battle royale, even though I do like though get that game type. It it doesn't need that. Um, I think the battle pass system where you can earn credits is huge because like every other like the Fortnite battle pass, Apex Battle Pass, has that thing where you earn back some credits, so then you can buy the next battle pass or uh in store items, which is really nice. So I think that's a really good change that is a step in the right direction. Um yeah, Last Spartan Standing. What was the last mode? Was it King of the Hill that came out? That was well, the... King, uh...
0: King of the Hill would also be part of this update. And oh, it says, okay. here's the text for it. Every Spartan for themselves, level up your loadout by earning personal score to be the last Spartan Standing. Now, mm-hmm. as you as you know, there was a mode where... I believe it was 2v2 and you would try and be the ring would slowly get smaller so they have experimented with this ah. in season one season two we know that they're adding like new maps uh new modes but they've been really quiet new maps new modes new limited time events and a new battle pass it's all starting on may 3rd i'm stoked yeah. about the armor and everything but i was a little bit surprised to see them add last Spartan standing and i <sighs> I'm left wondering, is this going to be enough to bring me back into the game? I have like 300 hours in Halo Infinite. I got everything on the original Battle Pass. I unlocked all the achievements, except for the one. What is up with that, by the way, 343? <laughs> the one that we still can't get. At least, I don't think we can get it. And um, I hopped back in, and I, I finished out the Tenrai event mm. to get all that stuff. And I just, I don't know. The hook. The hook is gone, and I'm wondering if this is going to bring me back.
3: How about you. I
1: don't
0: who? know. Who, I don't know who you're
3: asking Stella.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was talking to Stella. Who? I was we go to Adam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um
3: I think I'll come back to check it out. Like I did like King of the Hill a lot. Uh but I don't know. We'll see. Um I know a lot of my friends are also taking a break from this because again, like Elden Ring came out, other games have been dropping, yeah. so you know, they were taking this time to finish those things out. Uh which was really nice, but oh god, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I don't know I think I'll definitely check this out like I've been wanting new content from Halo because I, I do love the game a lot and especially yeah. after um, being able to cast for uh, esports arenas tournaments it's, it's been so cool to see this but again for me I'm just like I really want to play but I want there to be some more content um, especially since when I do play I play ranked and aside from ranked I'm just like I don't really feel uh, like I want to play the casual matches I loved King of the Hill so if that's going to come back I'll definitely play that which I know a lot of people. I don't think Destin, you didn't like that very much, right?
0: King of the Hill. Eh. Yeah, I'm just yeah, sort of eh on it. Uh, Adam, like, does this season excite you at all? Did, how much? How much PVP did you play in Halo Infinite?
2: It, it does. So, so generally speaking, I'm definitely more of a campaign player uh, in a lot of ways, and that mm-hmm. and that me that, that's me kind of across the board when it comes to any sort of Halo game. Uh, or really in general. However, um, as far as an FPS multiplayer, Halo is my is my personal favorite. What, my personal favorite mode, which kind of started in Halo 5, uh, or at least I, I thought was showcased in the best way, um, in Halo 5 was the Super Fiesta mode. Um, I, I loved the variation of all the different guns. Uh, you don't know what you're going to start with, and because there were so many different options, that really had me excited. So I, I'm hoping at some point as well that Halo decides to go back to all the different crazy weapon modifications of your standard guns, and then it throws you into a map with a bunch of different people, and it's just, it's a party. So so I'm really, really hoping for that at some point down the line. But yeah, I, I'm definitely excited for uh, for this new new season for Halo. Um, I think they've done really, really well with with the new maps that they've released for Halo Infinite. Like, I love the streets map in Halo Infinite. So the fact that we're getting a new Um, normal arena map and then also a big team battle map has me pretty pumped and and again I am such a softy when it comes to cosmetic items so if there's new stuff for me to unlock I'm going to want to grind and work towards uh you know unlocking all that stuff so I'm pumped I'm definitely pumped
0: the the new gear does look really really cool there's like a dinosaur helmet there's one where there's like an elite skull on the guy's arm pad and I really really like that um Matt, what, what's your reaction to this? Did you play a ton of Halo Infinite multiplayer?
1: Yeah, actually, I am uh, I play it like semi frequently with uh, with friends and like, it's, I I don't, I haven't read any of like the, I know there's been like some like criticism about it online in terms of like the amount of content, but like, I've been having a great time. Uh, I'm cursing like a 14 year old again. I'm telling people <laughs> to eat my shorts for the first time in in oh, 10, 15 years. Great quote, uh, man. Right? I like it. I'm I'm glad. I I'm, I'm actually pretty stoked for uh like a battle royale like kind of mode because I if I had to say one thing about the Halo multiplayer, I feel like I get stuck in a lot of these like um uh, like capture the flag type modes, right? Oh. Which are cool, but like I feel like I get too many of them, right? I want more Fiesta, I want more like PvP yeah. style modes, and so like yeah. I, if there's like a if there's a new like combat focused mode like a battle royale, like I'd be super down.
0: Like you said, like you said at the top, Adam, like I love the sound design and I love everything about the guns and like it's feeling really good. I am wondering if this will, you know, hook people and bring them back in. I interrupted you, sorry.
2: No, no, not at all. So because going uh, off of what you just said, like, again, uh, the battle rifle is obviously one of my favorite guns in the entire series. And I don't think the battle rifle has ever sounded or felt better than Halo Infinite. And I'm someone who played Halo 2 and loved the Halo 2 BR. Like, I, I just, I love Halo Infinite's Battle Rifle. But but kind of touching base, Matt, on what you had mentioned about the, the frustration is 343 has mentioned that they understand this. And this is a quote from Brian Gerard. He said he understands the community is simply out of patience. And this is him referring to the to the new content. So... Uh, hopefully season two uh, will make some people happy. Obviously 343, I know a lot of them personally, they they work their tails off um, to, to make Halo Infinite as cool and as good as possible. So hopefully this season will help. Uh, like me personally, I know someday, I, I'm really, really looking forward to some DLC for the campaign. Like I had mentioned earlier about how much I love the campaign. The I never thought open world Halo was going to be as cool as it was. Now I can't imagine uh, doing a Halo campaign Without these open world aspects, so I think someday when that happens, and I know we're, I know we're a little ways away from from co op within campaign and forge mode as well, uh, but fingers crossed here in season three or season four that we end up getting that drop. Hey, have you guys completed the Halo campaign yet, Halo Infinite? Three times.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm right there. Yeah that's yeah, the well, thing with open world games i get so distracted you know
0: same. oh yeah. god i
1: know i'm just uh, i'm just like oh what if i do this what if i do that like and then before i know it, i'm like wait how far am i into the campaign oh not very i was too busy doing other things <laughs> <laughs> right yeah god i i i still need to go back and beat it on
2: legendary yet i have not mm-hmm. done that yet
0: yeah legendary is actually a lot of fun i thought the the legendary difficulty was really really well balanced for halo infinite like it's not so hard where it's frustrating, and if you you take your time and really practice with it uh you can really get a good rhythm going but legendary with all skulls turned on <laughs> that that's one of the achievements I had to do, and that was that was really really fun, but basically you have to get that scorpion tank gun at the very beginning, the easter egg gun, and uh <laughs> I don't think I could have done it without that um uh so yeah, if you want difficulty definitely do legendary and then uh do all skulls turn on because it's actually in some ways it's easier because you have infinite ammo but also the boss is like one shot you so <laughs> uh
1: for adam and Dustin who beat the campaign is it is it true that they like up the difficulty like it's like one level above what legendary typically is is like that's something that i heard online so i i only played it on heroic Um, Mm -hmm.
2: And I did fairly well, but there were a couple of bosses where I was stuck for a very long time. Like, there's this one fight where there's uh, two Brutes at the same time, uh, one in a vehicle, one with a jetpack. I I was stuck on that for a while. But, (laughs) uh, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous to jump into Legendary, but I got to do it. I've beaten all the Halos on Legendary solo, so I just need to check Halo Infinite off the list.
0: Yeah, well... No co-op yet, unfortunately, I know. So Right. <laughs> you better do it before then. Uh, I really liked it, Matt. I actually felt like it was easier in some ways because mm-hmm. once you realize, I believe it was the plasma pistol or a plasma weapon and the Needler shreds. And Oh, it's the pulse carbine and it's the Needler. So if you want to shred through enemies, that's sort of your go-to combo and it works very, very well. Uh to the point where the footage that I released for my from my legendary playthrough, people were arguing with me in the comments about its legitimacy. And I'm like, <laughs> why would I manipulate this footage? <laughs> like this is and then I've played through it now three or four times, and it gets easier every time you do it. Yeah. But what happens is people get stuck on these bosses on the harder difficulties, and they're just like, Well, I had a lot harder time. So <laughs> I'm like, Well. I've did it multiple <laughs> times and you're just yeah. too good. Dustin. Oh, you're just too good at I, I'm it. not bragging, but like, <laughs> like you, you still finished you're not bragging, it. their, their but... opinions
3: are, is not going to change the fact that you finished it. I mean, I don't, yeah, that's great. Sorry that happened to you. I'm not going to read all that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this. The thing I want to see most from multiplayer though, is I want to see the continuation of the storyline that we sort of got a glimpse of in yep. season one. And I'm wondering how they're going to implement that in season two. Uh, for, for PVP anyway.
2: Yeah. I'm also really, really excited for forge mode because I myself love playing fan created levels, uh, pretty much in anything. And I'm not very talented when it comes to making like a cool map or a cool level. So I love to see how creative everybody gets. And I know, I know that's on the way. So fingers crossed, that'll be sooner than later.
3: Yeah. I I know they were talking about how, um, you know, content takes a long time to push out and that's, that's fine. Like. You know, I, I understand even with Apex, they plan these things out like five months in advance, something that uh, we see happen, uh, you know, early on. And it's it's good that they're acknowledging that it takes time. And again, this is 343's first live uh, service game. So I understand that there's going to be needing some patience and stuff. But I think the community has just felt like there's been a lack of direct communication uh, over the yeah. past uh, month or so. And I think that's been their uh, biggest frustration, but hopefully with season two, they are able to keep up with all of that and communicate a little bit better. And it does seem like they are releasing a lot of good content, which is great. But again, I do want co-op at least for campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been waiting to finish the campaign because my friend and I have been playing through all the Halos. So uh, yeah, I, that's that's the one thing I'm really looking forward to.
0: <laughs> that's a good yeah. That's a good point, Stella. They have had issues with communication. You know who else, Adam, had issues with communication? Cyberpunk, the cyberpunk people. <laughs> yes. Did you notice that?
2: I, I did. I did. Um, because it seems like this story expansion uh, is still on the way. Uh, we have a ways to go yet until we get that. Um, as Sasko had said, quote, I can assure you that we are working on an expansion. We're working uh, on stuff for you guys. Besides that, that hasn't changed. We're still improving the game because we are all aware there is work to be done. So, so whether that be working on the game that's out now we once again creating this new story expansion, which I know a lot of us, me included, are very excited for. Um, I myself did finish the Cyberpunk 2077 campaign, and I played it on my Xbox Series X and had minimal problems. Mm, that's like, right. If at all, actually. Um, and I, I did miss quite a few of the side missions, but the idea of, again, uh, some more story, just like we talked about with Halo Infinite, in addition to Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red, I, I love that company. Uh Witcher Three Wild Hunt is one of my favorite games of all time. I really enjoyed Cyberpunk twenty seventy-seven. So yeah, I, I'm excited. You guys excited for this new story expansion? Matt?
1: Uh, yeah, oh I'm so down. I so yeah, like you, I I played Cyberpunk and I actually had like zero problems running yeah. in mine so like I I really like feel for the people who I think I think a lot of the issues were on like PS4 and Xbox One and I really feel for people who, like, just, who just cannot yes. get through the game without like issues and like it's like, there's a good game underneath there like I, I finished yeah. the whole thing in, in nearly one sitting or basically just like straight through. Uh, and I just wanted more at the end, right? Like, part of it was like, oh, I expected more. But I think a part of me was like, yeah, I want to like come back. Like, when you, when there are more missions, I want them to not like expand the city outward. Like, I don't want them to like add new mm-hmm. districts. I just want to explore more of the city that's already in there, right? Like, I want to be able to like go into the buildings that are like, hey, this is a building that we were like in development and now it's open and now you can get like quests in there. Like, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I kind of yeah. hope that's uh, what they're doing. So I don't know if this applies to uh, any
2: of you, but I was, for me, I had such an interesting journey with Cyberpunk where at the very beginning, it was like, I couldn't be bothered to do side missions almost. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, I'm just gonna focus on the main mission. And then I won't say, but something happens where then all of a sudden I wanted to do every side mission, which was such an interesting process for me for an open world game. Because normally the second there's a side mission, I wanna do it. But for whatever reason, I was like, nah, I don't really care about that right now. I'm just going to focus on the main story. And then there's a certain, like I said, a certain story point where I was like, oh, I want to go back and, and do all of it now. So I, I'm still working on some side missions. But yeah, I, I don't know if, uh, Destin, that was a situation for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, abs- I mean, I did every single thing in the game. We had early access yeah. to it. And I I like got close to... No, I think I just mainlined the campaign first, like you said. Okay. But there yeah. are some phenomenal side missions. Yes. There's there's a whole thing with a vending machine that's sentient. There's of course the romance <laughs> options. And uh depending on which one of those paths that you go down, there's some really, really uh moving stories that are told within those uh branches of storytelling. And man, I really liked Cyberpunk 2077. It was really unfortunate that the PS4 base version and the Xbox one base versions weren't optimized because that detracted from what otherwise was a, a, a very fun gameplay experience. They had a really bad issue. They had so many of these issues at the beginning that, uh, it was a bummer for people like me who actually really enjoyed the gameplay, the storytelling and all the positive aspects of the game, because at the same time we had to give them a hard time because they, 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 they released such a poor version on those older platforms. Right. Yeah. And it, it it just detracted from what, what otherwise could have been a great story. I think they should have just did like next gen consoles only. And especially seeing how the, the older gen consoles launched Uh, to answer your question though. I I love this, the stories, all the side stories. There's some really weird kooky ones uh, that I really, really liked also. (laughs) And uh, yeah. So I'll, let, I'll I, let somebody else go.
2: <laughs> well, I, I was, I was going to say, because I had a question for uh, Estella as well. So regarding that, I think CD Projekt Red is one of the best when it comes to um, side stories. To, to the point where, whether it be, again, The Witcher 3 or Cyberpunk, lots of times I'll do some of these missions. And my brain cannot comprehend the fact that someone could play the game and miss this story like within these side missions because they're so good in some cases they're better than the main story in a lot of ways so um, Stella with playing cyberpunk was there a side mission that really grabbed you or do you agree in any way with what I said regarding the side missions.
3: Uh, Yeah I do so did you see that um, someone recently found out that if you wait in game in The Witcher 3 you know that one girl that you help out a side mission. You can actually see the conclusion to that story to see if you did help her or if she dies and you can see it. So yeah, absolutely. I agree that I think they do a fantastic job of carrying out. So for me, I'm one of those people that like, you know, choose your own adventure books, how you could like have each different adventure. I would always look at the outcome for each one. Yeah. (laughs) So being able to get that conclusion with even side quests in a game, is perfect. Like that is great for me. So uh, yeah, I I agree that uh, CD Projekt Red does a really good job. Um, there was one in Cyberpunk that I found out really early on that actually Destin was like, uh, you should release a guide for that. Um, it's Skippy, the talking gun. Yeah, <laughs> I stumbled upon him and I tweeted it out. I was like, what is this? Like, he's talking to me. And every time I shoot someone, he like sings Rihanna's song or something. And I was like, this is really weird. And I carried his quest through, um, which I don't know. This is spoilers, I guess, but if you decide not to take him to his owner, he'll get really mad at you and he won't fire his gun properly <laughs> so you'll miss every single shot it, it's so fun like i i love stuff like that um i'm not gonna lie the the base story for cyberpunk didn't really grip me i had a really hard time uh identifying with uh oh my god v? johnny johnny johnny
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I,
3: had, I had a really hard time like uh
0: he's awful Yeah. (laughs) He's kind of a terrible thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It it was just really hard for me to feel a connection. But again, I didn't get that far because uh, when I started, it was, you know, it was at launch. So there was a lot of content that felt like it was missing. So for me, I was like, I'll I'll wait. So I am waiting for more stuff to come out. It looks like a lot has already come out. The fact that I can now customize my character um, and not be stuck with the crappy hairstyle I chose. That's great. So, um, yeah, that's a really good starting point.
2: (laughs) Yes. Well, also, Speaking of things to look forward to, uh, my girlfriend, by the way, this is her favorite game series on the planet. It was very exciting. She was actually the one who told me about this, but guys, Kingdom Hearts 4 got announced. A uh, a new trailer dropped recently. It's the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts as well, which is really excited. It looks like we're gonna be in like a new, uh, almost realistic looking world, uh, but the Heartless are still there. Uh,
0: are you guys Kingdom Hearts fans, Destin? No. I am like I was like super happy for everybody who likes Kingdom Hearts this is not I don't care (laughs) like just to be yeah I'll let somebody else talk
1: no
3: same here I'm sorry Adam I know we just met and I want you to like me but I I don't like Kingdom
1: Hearts (laughs) I'll let it slide guys I'll let it slide Matt save us I have not finished the first one but I'm working on it because I want to sort of like see what the craziness is all about I think Kingdom Hearts 4 the announcement is really funny because it was like 10 years went by between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3 and people were like, we don't even know if we're gonna get a third one, right? And then there's like, no, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then it finally came and it was like water in the desert, right? It's like rain in the desert. And they're like, oh my God, this is all I need. I'm gonna die happy. And then Square was like, okay. But how about Kingdom Hearts 4? And, like, the community just (laughs) lost its mind, right? Like, like, we didn't even expect this. Like, why would you just, like, randomly drop this at, like, 6 a.m. and make my life, like, both amazing and ruin it? Because now I want it, like, right now. So I thought that was actually a really cool way to announce, like, a surprise sequel, right? Like, I think there was, like, a little cliffhanger at Kingdom Hearts 3 that sort of, like, Mm -hmm. teased one. But, like because of how weird kingdom hearts is as a series and like because of how many years it goes by between games people just didn't know if they were gonna get another one ever and right. and they did so congrats to kingdom hearts fans everywhere <laughs> y'all and, are. Oh, go ahead sorry oh no i'm just saying y'all are blessed
2: yes Good for you I, I was gonna say the the community of fans who love kingdom hearts uh love it more passionately uh passionately i think than any other game uh, I mean, they they love it to death. Um, so it, it is really, really exciting. I have, I have like such a strong connection with that game because once again, me and my girlfriend bond over Kingdom Hearts. My personal favorite, little personal story. One of the proudest moments as a boyfriend was coming home after I was on the road uh, for wrestling for like seven days. And I come home and I see her sitting on the floor Uh, With a controller in hand, she went out and bought Kingdom Hearts 3 and was playing it. And I just sat back and enjoyed that moment. (laughs) I enjoyed that moment, her her gaming, playing Kingdom Hearts 3 on her own. So I, I am very excited for Kingdom Hearts 4. The storyline is incredibly hard for me to follow. <laughs> I uh, was
0: gonna say. We have, we have a story so far from our own Jonathan Dornbush that mm. I've watched and I still don't understand this.
2: I've watched so, the, exact yeah. same video, yeah. the exact same video exact same video and I still have tried to wrap my brain around it. Yeah. I was, yeah, um,
3: was going to say, I think it's really funny. Like the community is great. I think, uh, Kingdom Hearts yeah. fans are, are. You know they 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 also are very uh good at acknowledging, yeah, the story's weird. We do, we can't explain it, but we just like the game. Sorry, can't explain it, but yeah. I get uh, it. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't know if there is any Kingdom Hearts fan that can properly explain what's going on.
1: No, <laughs> so they can. It's just it's just so crazy that it does not make sense. Like I think they are doing the best that they can and to like other Kingdom Hearts fans, it's like that's a really good explanation. But if you don't know anything, you're just like Oh, yeah, yeah to- totally, man. I, I hear what you're saying.
0: <laughs> even, though, even though I'm not a, a super fan of the franchise, like, I, I respect what it's done and that people love it. Watching the trailer for this one, I really like what they're doing with the visuals this time. It oh, looks yeah. Yeah. great. And honestly, that has me a little bit more excited about the game than any of the others. If this were part of the series where I could just hop in and not have to know... But the fifteen other games that have came out for the Kingdom Hearts franchise, I might be a little more inclined to give it a shot because it it looks it looks great in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, did you guys see the thing that there might be a Star Wars world in Kingdom Hearts Four? Yeah,
0: yeah. I did with Ray and that. And, uh, I've seen oh a lot God. of people speculating about Ray and Kylo or hoping yeah
3: Wait, what about oh, what about a lightsaber a- keyblade though that would be so cool Imagine. incredible that's just a
0: lightsaber really <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's a sit- yeah. Shape
2: of a key. yeah it looks like oh, a key okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah exactly
0: yeah. it's different fair.
3: see I just want to know I, I did try to play some of Kingdom Hearts 1 I, I just want to make sure that uh Donald is going to be um healing properly that's all I care about
2: <laughs> fair enough Fair enough. Uh, also, uh, as well, guys, there is another Kingdom Hearts game coming out, too. Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, and that's going to be for mobile. We're uh, yeah. open for beta later this year. And then, unfortunately, Xbox and, and PC, at least for now, um, are not going to be getting this Kingdom Hearts all-in-one package that includes Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 Remix, 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, and Kingdom Hearts 3, which is insane. Um, and That collection is going to be available for PlayStation and then cloud version for Switch. I, I have not played Kingdom Hearts uh, cloud version on Switch yet, but I'm curious to see how that runs because the idea again of playing Kingdom Hearts handheld sounds fun. So, so Xbox and PC players just gotta just gotta wait a little bit yet.
3: Why is it called 2.8 Final Chapter? No, part I don't want to
2: talk about it. Yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish <laughs> I had a good explanation. <laughs>
1: Uh, Knowing Kingdom Hearts, that mobile game is going to be super important for the story. Oh yeah. 100%. Knowing Kingdom Hearts, that mobile game is going to be like ultra-canon, and you will not understand half of what Kingdom Hearts 4 (laughs) is about unless you play this mobile game for 20 hours. (laughs) Right. But in a weird way, though, with the story, because I love uh,
2: the Souls series as well, or like Elden Ring, where the story there is uh, very vague, or you really have to Mm -hmm. dig. Yeah. kind of figure out certain things or a lot of it is up for interpretation um so i i kind of do love when people come up with crazy theories or ideas for a game and then we just use our imagination to try to figure out exactly what is going on but the truth is none of us will ever really know mm-hmm. We'll never really know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh very very exciting for uh for kingdom hearts fans i, I know like i
1: said i'm very pumped um, um adam sorry, i don't mean to interrupt no no uh, not at all like- you like you wrestled in Japan, right? Like Yes what was multiple, it like, multiple times. Yeah. What was it like seeing uh seeing Kingdom Hearts go into like actual Japan, not just like <laughs> fictional Disney Worlds? Right, right. Very, very cool. Um it well,
2: especially to like I would say of all the countries that I've traveled to to wrestle, I've been really fortunate and gotten to go to a bunch of different places. But Japan is probably my favorite. Um, whether it be just uh, my goodness the arcades over there by the way just <laughs> unbelievable absolutely incredible and and the culture is wonderful um so yes to answer your question though it was very very cool very cool to see that um and also guys speaking of release dates which i know we're we're waiting for for kingdom hearts 4 uh and uh anxiously awaiting uh but there is the dead space remake apparently is coming along nicely but it's looking at an early 2023 release uh i personally uh only played the first dead space i still have to play dead space two and three but my god the first dead space is one of my favorite horror games of all time so so i'm really excited to see how this one's gonna turn out
0: yeah so this remake uh this is a story that they did a another live stream not that long ago. Right. And they showed off more of their development process and how far along they are. And man, I am totally on the same page with you. I adore the original dead space. I, I don't even worry about dead space two and three. I think the first one is like just this perfect. It's just the perfect amount of tension. It's the perfect length. There's so much about it that I love. I love the enemy design. The fact that you have to dismember each of the characters or the enemies that attack attack you to kill them, basically. Yeah. I I like that. It keeps you on your toes. It makes you think about each encounter in a different way. I can't think of a game that has really done it quite as well as Dead Space has off the top of my head. You can play that game today, and it's still incredibly creepy. The sound design, Glenn Schofield even talked about. Stella, you'll appreciate this. They got the sounds from the BART trains in San Francisco. Ah. (laughs) So the sound design, if you play it, you might actually recognize the terrifying noises that you hear in, oh, the, in the BART stations when you're waiting for your train.
3: Great. <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> now I'm gonna associate the BART train with Dead Space and <laughs> and not wanna ride it late at night. I, yeah,
0: this footage looks so good. Go ahead, yeah, Sal, sorry. It looks amazing.
3: Oh, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, I don't do horror games, but Dead Space just had such a good way of telling a story that I was like, I kind of wanna know what's gonna happen. I wanna know what's going on um it was really creepy very good like the, the environment is incredible um yeah i remember i actually have not finished the first game because i got to a certain point where um, my save file got reset oh, and no. I, I was yeah i was like uh-uh i am not gonna have a heart attack getting to that point again i'm uh. you know i'm good <laughs> i was like i'm good i'll watch someone else play <laughs>
0: yeah i oh yeah and just the design of of the armor sorry just seeing the shot reminded me that how the life bar is on the spine and the tube and then his stasis energy is on the the thing on his right shoulder um i they just thought of so many cool things and they did it with all within these limitations that they had i think it was made in unreal two or Mm three it it was pretty early ea days so um i don't remember the exact engine but I'm very impressed with what that team was able to create, and I cannot wait to see how they improve it and modernize it with the new stuff. Matt,
1: I yeah, could, if, no. go go ahead, Matt. Sorry, no worries. Uh, yeah, I don't know if y'all have been following along with like the developer like live stream that they've been putting out, but they're putting so much attention into like the margins, like the st- the small details. Like if Isaac is injured, he's gonna deliver his lines differently. So as oh, he, like will be the same line where he'll be like, "Oh, I hate this place," but if he's injured, he'll be like, "Oh." Uh, i hate this place right like it's amazing like the amount that they're putting into like the small stuff which i think is going to go like a long way for the remake
0: uh and and and... go ahead sir i just wanted to hear matt's interpretation of full health isaac and and injured (laughs) isaac can you can you can we hear it again
1: yeah it's uh it's like hey destin versus ah
0: that's oh. <laughs> it wow i think you got a future career in voice i hunting.
1: think so <laughs> i uh don't tell anybody but i've been recording some lines for years <laughs>
2: okay. mm. Ooh. yeah
1: but but yeah the, the, uh, so
2: many different reasons to be excited for the remake uh but again going off of how ahead of its time the game was again, the idea of imagining this remake now with like better lighting and better sound design as well, and it was already great then, so it's going to be even better now. But I, I remember being so terrified just by the way that the enemies moved. Oh. or like, at one point, walking and then realizing, oh, they can break through the wall anywhere. If there is any location where an enemy could break through, it could happen. So you're so tense the entire game, and now this in the, uh, you know, ninth generation version of Dead Space is horrifying.
0: horrifying. I forgot. I totally forgot about that. It was one of those early games where enemies would come from places that you didn't expect. They would just fall out of the ceiling. They would yep. pop out of the air vents. So you're constantly tense. And the the sound, the the steam and the constant metal noises and the screeching, that's often going on in a lot of those those areas because you are trying to get a tram working and and moving forward. So you're just constantly tense throughout most of your experience. And a lot of times they make you feel safe. And then they're like, nope, sorry, that save isn't going to work for you because this tentacle monster has to come grab oh. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. just such a phenomenal job.
3: I remember when I would be playing it just this overwhelming feeling of like despair, knowing that, you know, you're gonna try to find someone who's alive, but you're probably not going to find them all in one piece, you know? Right. I, I I they did such a great job of that. It was it was really cool. Also, uh Isaac, he just felt really like heavy and deliberate in his movement too. Um, like the stomp yeah. mechanic was so cool. You're just like, ooh, yeah, no, he's oh. super strong. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had to, I had to look it up. I think it's a, I think it's appropriate since this is an Xbox podcast. But Dead Space Two has my favorite achievement of all time, or at least one of the most memorable ones that I had growing up. And it's that uh, in Dead Space Two, there's like uh, slight spoilers, but there are these aliens that like walk like raptors from like Jurassic Park, Ooh. right? And and they're horrifying and they're hard. And when you kill all of them, uh, it just gets a little achievement. it's just says "Clever Girls." Just like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was my favorite achievement i remember that one still i remember i think i was playing i was playing on the 360 and then i got it i was just like okay that was great i love
3: that <laughs> oh my god
1: well we we can hope uh that
2: maybe a march or april 2023 release for this so fingers crossed in that sense i hope so yeah it's definitely so. not
0: this year like no. no
2: yeah yeah um and speaking of speculation and also This series is a series of games that I desperately um, need to add to my list of games played because I have not, but uh, System Shock 3. So um, the co-creator Warren Spector and his studio Other Side Entertainment, they actually uh, have not been working on System Shock 3 until 2019. Tencent uh, took over that production in 2020. Uh, So curious to see when System Shock 3 comes out. I know, like I said, that has a really passionate fan base as well. Um, Stella, do you have any experience with System Shock at all?
3: I do not, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I know.
2: I need to play it so bad.
3: Yeah, I, I've heard of the series and I just have not played. Oh, it looks so gory. But
2: <laughs> it looks incredible. <laughs>
3: yeah, it, look, it still looks really good. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't realize Tencent had taken over. And I yeah. realized Tencent is really everywhere. Like I know that's kind of like diverging yep. off the yes. path of topic, but <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh my god, Tencent took over this company. Too- wow. Okay. Good for them, I guess.
1: <laughs> right. The classic still holds up. Like uh, you can totally just revisit. Like you don't even have to wait for the remake. Like if you just go to the original one on like GOG, I think like it holds up great. It still plays good. It looks great. I I still love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Destin, what about you? Have you have
2: you messed around with System Shock at all? Are you excited for System Shock Three?
0: I have not. This is definitely one of those franchises where I I should be. I am ashamed that I have not played the System Shock. Me too. I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I believe this. I (laughs) got (laughs) to go. Separate from this topic, there was a rumor thing that popped up. Matt, did you see the thing about Brad Sam saying that Xbox is like redoing their their, uh, processor or something like that?
1: No, I didn't see that. What's, that. what's that
0: about? So basically, he said that they're, they're redesigning it. They're not coming up with a new console or anything like that, but they're going to make a processor that uses less power, is less hot, things like that. Uh, it's sort of a rumor right now, but it, it left me with a question this morning, actually, and I wanted to ask the panel. Sorry for hijacking the show for a second. <laughs> no, I was no, really please. curious. If a new Xbox were to come along using this sl- sort of news thing as a catalyst, what design changes would you want to see with a, a Series X model, like five years from now, and a Series S model, Series S 2.0, an Xbox Series X 2.0? Like, what would you want them to change? Because I think the consoles are, are pretty good as is. Matt, maybe start with you. Okay. As
1: a, uh, as a defender of the world's most perfect game console, the GameCube, they should make <laughs> oh. it a perfect cube. Oh, it's like rectangular. size? Yeah, because it's rectangular right now, right? It's like a, it's like a little, like, rectangle obelisk thing, and then, the, and then the Series S is just flatter. So the only other third form factor is a perfect cube that's equal in all dimensions. That's my suggestion.
3: <laughs> An actual box.
1: An actual box. Okay. The Xbox cube. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: what, what, about, what about you, Stella? Any design changes or any, like, internal changes that you would like to see?
3: I don't know. I mean, hmm. I know a lot of complaints were that the Series X was a little bit big. And so a lot of people were figuring out, like, how exactly to mount it or place it. So maybe a little bit smaller. I know the Series S, a lot of people liked um, better because it was easier to mount and it looked nicer, too. Uh, So maybe something sleek like that. I mean, we're seeing a lot of, like, mini PCs come out as well that are just Mm -hmm. as powerful but are tiny. So I wouldn't mind seeing something like that because, I mean, come on. A lot of people want something that can fit into smaller spaces. Uh, I currently have like a weird like shelving setup and my Xbox is at the bottom and I want to be able to move it up. So, you know, yeah, maybe like a space saving design like the Series S, but like.
0: Yeah, more compact. Adam, what about you? Like if they were to redesign it, what would you want to see changed?
2: I hate to give this answer, um, but I'm I'm serious The Series X the way it is now I love it. I love everything about it. So even trying to, I love that it looks like a mini PC. It tells me subconsciously it's a PC, and (laughs) it it looks powerful, but it it fits anywhere on my on my (laughs) game setup. Uh, To so to think about how to change it. uh, Oh, okay. So I would like an extra storage expansion card slot. I want to be able to get up to four terabytes. Mm -hmm. Because I love on the PlayStation Five how you can put an internal SSD in there. And I have a four terabyte Fire CUDA in, in yeah. that bad boy. Uh, but in this one, I have the two terabyte. So I would love to have two slots or just a bigger storage expansion card as well. But I, I seriously, I think, like, I love the way the fan runs. I love the way it looks. I don't know. I It'd be very, very tough. And, and then the this, this Series S is, it's unbelievable that it's as powerful as it is. For its size like again a, a, me and a couple of the guys we have a series s that we travel with mm-hmm. when we're on the road it it's unreal how small mm-hmm. that thing is so i don't know yeah I, there's you know, like that monitor a, attachment too yeah right? yeah right yeah. right I mean, I mean that's perfect for traveling good how yeah. small it is perfect yeah yeah absolutely perfect it'd be able to play like triple a high level <laughs> games and just plug it into your hotel tv is is great it's great
1: i'm actually, actually so Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interject, but I have something for this. I have something for this. Yeah, go go. Uh, so I spoke with Epic Games a couple of weeks back when before they were unveiling Unreal Engine Five, uh, and so I got to interview their CTO. And one of the cool things uh, about Unreal Engine Five is that they like really partner with developers. And like, if a developer that's not part of Epic Games finds something about UE Five, like there's like an improvement somewhere, then they'll go to Epic, and Epic will like work with them to like include that into the package. And the coalition, the developers of Gears of War, apparently found a way to get, like, I guess Epic was really struggling with getting that Matrix Unreal Engine 5 game running properly on the Series S. Like, it was just too powerful for the Series S. And then the coalition looked at it and were like, we can do it. And they did. And so the reason why the Matrix uh, demo runs on the Series S as good as it does is because the coalition found a way to get it working.
0: Oh, very cool. So two things. That's an awesome story about the Matrix demo that Colin Penty apparently from the coalition actually stepped in and I messaged him. I was like, hey, congrats to the team on that. He's like, yeah, actually, i worked on that. (laughs) And uh, and that that was really neat. Um, But separately, the Series S is just this console that I said at the beginning of the console lifecycle. I'm like, that's going to be a hit because most people aren't like us. They don't care that much about ray tracing. They don't care about 4K textures. That 1080p or 1440p box that can do 120 and gives you access to all of these next gen games at that price point is just a killer value. And I see them in stock all the time at like Costco. I see them at Costco. And right now people are able to get Series Xs right now because. Some people think that Microsoft paid money to get more semiconductors or whatever. Mm. Um, Regardless, that console is just a great value. And like talking about being on the road, right, Adam, isn't it just great that you just have this little tiny box, you pop a monitor on the back or however you do it in the, I don't know how you travel, but yeah, (laughs) it's just there and accessible to you. It is such a, a smart move by Microsoft. The one change, I'm on the same page with you. I adore the design of the Series X. I like, I like it much more seeing it in person. If I were to change one thing, I don't want another expansion slot because those cards are proprietary, right? I agree with you. I want to throw a FireCuda in there. I want to be able to open that bad boy up, pop in whatever card I want, you know, rated to spec or whatever, and then close it up. PlayStation did that. It's not that hard. Um, and, and that, that would be one thing I would really like to see personally. How hard was it? How hard was it on your PS five to, to install it? Yeah.
2: It it, it was actually a piece of cake. However, I was so nervous about somehow messing something up that I made it way longer for myself than I, (laughs) that it needed to be (laughs) so stressed out of like, oh God, I don't, I don't want to hurt it. But then once you actually know exactly what you're doing. Like you said, it is the easiest thing in the world. Super, super easy. Um, But also, guys, so the Video Game Accessibility Awards took place for 2021, and Halo Infinite took two of those awards uh, with the clear text and the training grounds. And then also Guardians of the Galaxy, Before Your Eyes, Forza Horizon 5, Far Cry 6, It Takes Two, Final Fantasy 14, Endwalker, and Life is Strange, True Colors also took home some awards. And IGN has a full um, article available at their website as well. So that's IGN.com. Cool. <laughs> yes, yes. IGN.com. IGN.com. Um, and speaking of Halo as well, it looks like the highly, highly, highly anticipated Overwatch 2 is going to pull a little bit of a Halo and that they're going to kind of separate some release windows. They're going to have the PvP Released a little bit earlier in a alpha beta form, uh, where employees and and certain I'm assuming content creators or or tournament players are going to have access to it a little bit earlier, and then the PVE mode is going to be released later. Um, God, I, I I messed around quite a bit in the early stages with Overwatch One. Uh, I got absolutely demolished and <laughs> destroyed and humbled <laughs> by how good. People are, but my God, what a, what a fun game. So Overwatch 2 is highly anticipated, and for good reason. They have a lot to live up to. But I, I think Blizzard's going
0: to knock it out of the park. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> I, think, oh, I, think, I think Overwatch 2 has been an absolute mess. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with the marketing. I don't think it needs to be its own standalone entry whatsoever. I think Overwatch 1 should have just been updated, and they should have kept iterating on that engine. So I think we've talked about this a little bit. What's your mm-hmm. what's your spicy take?
3: Uh, so I'm going to be one of the, uh, well, one of the members of IGN playing the alpha slash beta, whatever is coming uh, later this oh, month. Cool. I don't think I can talk about my experience yet, but um, I could talk about my experience overall as a general Overwatch <laughs> used to previous enjoyer. I guess uh, I used to love it a lot. I I loved it. Um, I stopped playing around when Hammond the hamster in a ball was uh, introduced because um, I always joke around saying, oh, well, they introduced a hamster and a ball. Why did they say Rocket Cat was impossible? Anyways, um, (laughs) but yeah, no, I I think it just happened to be one of those things where Blizzard just kind of stopped updating the game. They stopped really uh, listening to the community. Again, a a lot of these developers are losing touch with their communities and what they actually want. Uh, Recently Overwatch released a skin like a a spring event or something and it was really just recolored skins and everyone's like we don't want this we want new maps we want um, updates to balancing we want to see some sort of support uh, being put into place with this because Overwatch has had a lot of changes over the years and they haven't all necessarily been really good Uh, the role queue has been a good change but again a lot of people seem to be having trouble finding matches I tried to go in A couple of months ago, and try to play casually. And it took me maybe like 15 minutes, even as a support and DPS uh, queue, to find a game. And it was, it was, it killed my passion to want to play again. Mm. Um, Also, the fact that it's now going from a 6v6 game to a 5v5 where there's only one tank, I think that is going to be extremely detrimental to the competitive play of Overwatch 2 because one tank cannot offset all of that damage. No one tank can do that, even if they are going to be updating changes to tanks. I feel like that's just gonna put way too much pressure on one person in that team, and it's going to throw off the balance really easily. So that's also something that I'm thinking about, but um, I will have the full discussion and thoughts after I play the uh, alpha slash beta, so.
0: <laughs> Adam, you're so positive. You're so like, you know, <laughs> the brightness within the darkness.
2: No, <laughs> no the, these, are all, these are all great, great points, great points. Uh, but I, uh, generally speaking, I do, I I, I really, really uh, have fun with whatever game I jump into. Uh, and, and again, to be fair, I, I and I'm being honest, I have not really uh, messed around a ton with Overwatch for a couple of years now, early on when yeah. it first came out. So that's my memory of the game, like the first
1: year of Overwatch. Just so remember this, that. Is, all, this yeah. is all good news to know. Good <laughs> news to know. No, it, it is kind of crazy, right? Cause like Overwatch, when it came out was like the biggest game it really was true it really it was huge it took over the entire year and then they you know they kept releasing heroes and like it, and i was like paying attention to it and i never like not paid attention to overwatch but then they announced overwatch 2 and then it just sort of stopped like they stopped announcing heroes they just sort of do you know they do these events every like holiday season but other than that it's just like it's all like we're all focused on overwatch 2. We don't know what's coming out. It's like being hidden away at the at the in the depths of Irvine, right? And (laughs) I was just like, yeah, wow, it's kind of crazy that you kind of like blew a three two lead against all these other like live service games where like y'all were like so ahead of the pack, and then you announced this sequel with kind of a weird weird release idea plan, and then it just sort of like disappeared. So yeah, I guess this is like you know the sequel is like their chance to be like, hey, remember us? But that's that's Mm. a lot, right? So we'll see. Fingers crossed,
2: Overwatch 2 um makes the community happy and does well. And who knows, maybe this will be a, a second coming of Overwatch. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, but for this week's unlock or I'm sorry, for this week's unlock block trivia. I stumbled over my words there. We can't do uh, it. <laughs> yeah. I so would obviously actually-
0: win. So <laughs> we want to be fair. Good.
2: Uh so This week is not a trivia question. Uh, However, it is a personal experience question. That being, if you could only play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? Matt, do you want to go first?
1: Only one game for the
2: rest of your life.
1: What would it be and why? I feel like, okay, I feel like this is recency bias (laughs) right now, but I feel like I could definitely play Elden Ring nonstop Mm. for years to come and still not discover everything about it, right? Yep. Like, yeah. I feel like that might be cheating, you know, but I feel like, or it could be because that's the only thing that I'm playing and obsessed with right now, but I think I could do at least five years with Elden Ring and then I'll just like beg the universe to like, let me go from this awful pact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stella, what about you?
3: Mm. You know, since, uh, since Matt already said Elden Ring, I'll say Titanfall 2.
1: Oh, because you got the multiplayer
3: and the campaign. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely that.
0: Nice. Uh, Destin? I'll answer this, but I'm going to answer it with a caveat. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to do the same. So, yeah, I, I, I think it would have to be continually updated, but maybe Destiny, if the storytelling continued being as good as it has been as of late. But it also feels like any story that you play, it's just like eventually you're just like, so is this hero character just never going to get his stuff together? Like there's no happy ending. It's just constant turmoil and, and drama. Like at some, point, at some point, things should end, right? So for the rest of my life, it would have to be like a shooter or something, you know? Like Halo, Halo Infinite. No, I, I don't know. I don't, have a, good, I don't have a good answer. I don't have a good answer. <laughs> yeah. My answer is I have a terrible answer. There we go. <laughs>
2: So uh, for me, this was really tough uh, to, to try to think about exactly what I would choose. Again, Elden Ring is a game I'm consumed with right now. Uh, the Witcher 3 is one of my favorite games ever. I thought earlier about like Super Mario World because to this day, I still play that game once a month or at least a little bit of it. Um, but I have, I have a backstory to this, but I'll try not to bore you guys with it too much. But Halo 5's multiplayer would be my choice. Um, because again, I, I've played video games my whole life. I've always loved them. But when I became passionate about them was Halo five, because at this point I was traveling all the time, wrestling all the time. And I had zero hobbies. It was just pro wrestling 24 seven. That was all I did. And and I'll never forget when Halo five came out, my brother came home and he goes, Hey, I got this new, uh, Halo game. I'm going to try it out. And I remember saying, Hey, I'm bored. Hey, do you care if I play Halo 5 on your Xbox? And I stayed up till seven in the morning and beat the entire campaign. And I'm like, this is really fun. The next day I played the multiplayer. The day after that I bought an Xbox and the rest is history. The reason oh I'm God. even talking to you guys uh, right now today or streaming on Twitch or anything like that, I put the most time into that multiplayer than any other game ever. Um, I love the Warzone mode. I love the multiplayer. I love the movement. I really adore that game. So I owe that game a lot as far as my current passion and love for the world of, of video games. So I'm going to go with Halo 5's multiplayer.
3: That's like the That's best awesome. answer that any of us have given. <laughs> well, Thank you for that. I, I do have a slight request. Yes. Uh, so you did come out in AEW in Halo gear. Can you bring that back in some form? we ben being out. I mean, you have the oh. boots. So oh, yeah. right, right. I I actually
2: have the armor piece right behind me. Oh, really? Uh, right there. With the, Can oh, we go full oh right, right. Of course, we're, yeah. here. we're red, here. Red, red, red. We want to
0: see. We want to see the Halo gear.
2: Please. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. So oh there it is. Oh, there it is. oh my god. Back there. Yes.
3: Back <laughs> there. Oh,
2: nice. Yep. So That's that was and, and I will say to this day, that is my my favorite entrance gear oh. I've I've ever had. Uh yeah. that was something that had been kind of in the works forever, as far as me wanting to do something uh video game inspired. And it was a huge pay-per-view championship match. So I'm like, this is perfect. Uh and, and that I even got to talk to Steve Downs about it, which was really, That's really awesome. cool. So yeah. It was, it was awesome. Yeah,
3: was so awesome. maybe you bring it back, or you could do a, a Geralt one, like a Geralt armor sort of one. That'd be really oh, cool. That'd be
2: cool. I may, I, I'll, I'll drop this news now. This is actually pretty big, but I, I may or may not, for every single pay-per-view, pay tribute to the video game industry slash world in some way. So,
1: I'm excited. Stay tuned. I can't wait to see the next one. <laughs> yeah, yes. be good. So excited. <laughs> what,
0: what, what's your next thing? Is it, uh, is it Rampage?
1: Is that uh yeah
2: yes it's there's a huge match uh on Rampage this Friday where it's it's me and the champion Hangman Adam Page in a Texas Death Match.
0: Ooh. The AEW oh, wow.
2: World Championship. Wow. So next time you guys see me I might not look the same but hopefully I'll have a championship <laughs> belt over my shoulder.
0: Hangman was oh, your roommate, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> at, at one point yeah yeah so yeah. when when we were traveling and working for a company called Ring of Honor where we both really owe a lot of our careers to um he was he was a guy who was younger and first starting and I in some ways helped him uh out mm-hmm. along the way so yeah we, we have a very long history together we've known each
1: other for over a decade that's heavy awesome. that's a heavy match on Friday then yeah, yeah no just, pressure
3: yeah yeah,
2: if, yeah. yeah. no, no, no
3: pressure you, like eaten your lunch or something on accident as a roommate you can like get payback now so I mean you know that's true
2: <laughs> that's very true <laughs> So yeah, yeah, really, really big night uh, on Friday, which I'm excited about. But seriously, uh, everyone, I just wanna say again, I know I briefly touched base on this, so I'll try not to be super over the top annoying, thank you, Mushy, (laughs) but you guys have no idea. Uh, I listen to this show every week. The fact that you let me be involved in this is so cool. I hope that I did okay uh, as, as the special guest host, but it was an absolute pleasure to uh, to be here with you guys today this is an awesome my personal favorite episode of unlocked (laughs) getting to be involved in this um matt uh where can everybody
1: find you uh oh yeah yeah you can uh hit me up on twitter at law of TD or just at ign you know i'm just around so easy to find awesome And, and stella
3: uh yeah i am parallax stella everywhere on the internet um i am currently working through so i finished elden ring and on my live streams after work, I am going through all the dungeons I missed. So if you wanna see me like two shot bosses, cause I'm way over leveled now, <laughs> go ahead and come in, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I got and IGN as well.
0: <laughs> awesome. And uh, Destin? Yeah, I mean, you can watch me on youtube.com slash the Destin channel. You can order my cookies at legarybakery.com. There it but Adam, is. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have to agree. This is our best episode of Unlock yes. this week. So thank you so much. For <laughs> wow. And it was, it was a pleasure having you on the panel. Thank you very, very so much. Cool, thank you. Um,
2: and, and everyone, by, uh, you can find me, so I'm Adam Cole on, on a lot of platforms. However, I am uh, streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Chugs. I'm currently playing through Elden Ring as well. I have a Chug's Twitter account, a Chug's YouTube account. So if you want to hang out and talk gaming, I'd be happy to, to talk to everybody. Uh, and once again, from IGN, this was Podcast Unlocked, and we will see you next week.